Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, guys and girls. The program you are about to hear will be both fun and educational, but it is not a substitute for medical advice. Although we are doctors, we are not your doctors. Hello and welcome to Travel Medicine. As always, I'm your friendly neighborhood internal medicine doc, Dr. J. Hi guys, Santosh here, your pediatric infectious disease doc and researcher. And I'm back from Comic-Con and it's an alternate week, which means it's time for another Journal Club! Woohoo! Uh, wait, wait, so, Josh, did you know that if you catch all the Journal Clubs, <laughs> you, can <laughs> you can get a special achievement? <laughs> oh, don't get me started. <laughs> oh, we're starting. <laughs> uh, oh, the places your Pokemon go. <laughs> okay, um, if any of you out there um, hate joy... <laughs> you're sick of hearing about Pokemon. We love you. We really do. And we encourage you to keep listening. But you're going to be irritated during this podcast. So this week's Journal Club is devoted to medical technology. Yes. And it would be a damn shame to not at least mention the craze that is sweeping the nation and as a as it was so eloquently put by a meme, uh, Blink-182 has a hit song, Tarzan is in theaters, and everybody's trying to catch them all. Folks, we've gone back to the 90s. <laughs> and it was a wonderful decade. Guys, break out your flannel. I could not be happier. So for those of you who are, well, don't have technology access. I'm not entirely sure how you're listening to us, but... <laughs> and thank you. <laughs> thank you for taking that effort. If you haven't heard of Pokemon Go, it is an augmented reality game. You load it up onto your cell phone for free, and then it encourages you to go out and explore your world 
and in doing so, you can find tiny little creatures that you collect and evolve. And depending on where in the world you are, different creatures are available. And people are on a mission to go and catch them all based on a popular cartoon from the 90s. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think that at first you, you're thinking, as you should, <laughs> that... Why in heaven's name is this happening? Why are you talking about this? But here's the truth. We are a sedentary society, especially here in these United States. And uh, it is hard to get people to get up and walk around. If you're saying to a populace, a large group of people, hey, get out there, walk around, and find Pokemon for achievements. And in the meanwhile, you're going to get a bunch of exercise. Uh, you don't even have to say the exercise part. It's, uh, it's going to be automatic. <laughs> I mean, for years and years, we as doctors have been telling our patients, 30 minutes of aerobic exercise, get your heart rate elevated, 30 minutes a day, and you'll see all sorts of benefits. Well, that 30 minutes is just going to be you cycling around, trying to hit pokey stops, even as you curse all the Pidgeys you're catching. <laughs> now, Santosh, are you playing the game? I have not picked up Pokemon Go yet thus far. Well, that's okay, because you have a kid. And, you know, you probably shouldn't be neglecting your child, but I will tell you. <laughs> fair warning. Thank you for telling me that I don't have to neglect my kid. Fair warning. If you download this game... You may not see your family for a little yes, while. Yes, you may just wave goodbye and get, give them a, a kiss, tell them you love them. So while there have not been any studies done on the game, it is too new. What we are seeing is a huge spike in the number of people achieving exercise each day, wandering around. We're seeing people who have admittedly, you know, self diagnosed themselves or have spoken of their depression, of their mental health issues, things we just covered in our recent episode on Psyched Out. People who are afraid of going out into the world, who have anxiety or depression, are being drawn out into society by this game. It is improving lives. It is helping people with PTSD walk up and talk to others. Like, it's doing wonderful things. I am a huge, huge fan of it, and I think it'll be very interesting to see where it goes. Right. I, I, you know, this is something that's going to warrant... It warrants further study, as we love to say in the research community... Uh, I think we're going to see this very, very soon become uh, just a, a genuine everyday part of medical research saying, is this a way we can get people to exercise more? And it's been tried before with, you know, Nintendo Wii way back when they said, hey, could you please say that our... Uh, you know, machine actually helps with exercise. We would really, really love it if you said that. And, you know, of course, people say, well, no, I don't think I can say that unequivocally. <laughs> but if you have enough of these apps around, it may warrant research saying, okay, we've been struggling with trying to get people to walk all their lives. How about this? <laughs> now, if just walking around you feel is not sufficient enough exercise for you, there are a number of websites that are now providing Pokemon life hacks 
such as workouts, where if you go to a pokey stop, for every pokey ball you receive, you know, hold a 30-second plank, sprint bef- between two pokey stops <laughs> um, to get your heart rate up, jog in place or do a lunge as you're catching a Pokemon. And look, you're really not going to look any more ridiculous than seven people gathering together in front of a statue all shouting Rattata and Squirtle. (laughs) And if you hate this phenomenon so far, very, very understandable, then, hey, go the other way. Start running away from the Pokemon. But you're still going to have to download the app to know where they are. So really, you're caught coming and going. (laughs) Sorry, we live in a Poke world now. Uh, I... Now, of course, we have seen some dangers from this Pokemon game. People are encouraged to pay attention to their surroundings. And even though water Pokemon like Squirtle or Goldeen will appear in the water, you don't want to dive straight into the bottom of the pool after them. And and that brings us to our next medical technology that didn't break a day before recording this episode. (laughs) And Santosh, you're you're a pediatrician. Had this come up on your radar? Uh, it uh, it hadn't so far. Uh, this is one of these that, that's in the the kind of public eye. It relates a little bit more to public health rather than infectious disease um, specifically, which is what I do. So there is a collar that you can put on your kids to help save them from drowning, possibly as they're wandering near the pool searching for all their pocket monsters. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And when I first heard the idea of a collar for children to prevent them from drowning, I naturally thought of a shock collar. Sure. (laughs) And that seemed like it would be counterproductive. (laughs) Then again, I I have a well-established history with large bodies of water. Summer's here, it's hot, people are looking for things, people want to get cooled down, and they have pool parties, and pool parties lead to pool drownings, and really, you could hire hot lifeguards, or you could buy a collar for your children. This this seems to be the general sales pitch. Yes, yes, this is this by way the, to go. Yeah, by the SEAL Swim Safe Swim Monitoring System, and try saying that five times fast. <laughs> I tried, it's next to impossible. Once again, that is the Seal Swim Safe Swim Monitoring System. (laughs) And it has been actually in use for a number of years by YMCAs and other public facilities, but it is now being made available privately from Amazon. So it's a small collar, um, about child neck sized <laughs> and you wrap it I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> no, no, I it's it's a it's a kid collar. And the these type of wearable devices for helping kids, uh you know, usually we've seen bracelets or something for tracking. So it's not like this is brand new territory, but yeah. Right. And what happens is you put this around the kid's neck and then you can customize the alarm. So there's one sound that will go off immediately when the collar is submerged. Right. And then there's another that will go off when it's been submerged for 15 seconds or as long as 45 seconds. And presumably that one is for older kids or once you're training to be the next Marine. (laughs) Nice. 
Um, now, certainly you may think, well, this seems like a choking hazard. Yeah, that's, that's the or first an elect Or an electrocution hazard. Yeah. That one, or, I, I'm happy to say that I think current tech has has done a beautiful job of shielding electronics from water. So that, I think, less of a problem. Yeah, I mean, hey, you can pour champagne on your phone now. So yeah. really, in a collar submerged for 45 seconds is no big deal. I, I heard that if you pour uh, champagne on your phone, you get a... F- Free Mewtwo. <laughs> go, go. Oh, I just want to see how many listeners. <laughs> um, but this collar is actually apparently very, very easy to remove and snaps right off just by hooking and yanking on it. Um, so it could help, certainly. Right. And, well, here's the thing that we always worry about in clinical pediatrics when we talk about trying to address a public health issue like drowning i think that if you say oh don't worry i'm gonna have a piece of tech or something so i don't really have to watch my kid then we have a we have a bad habit of actually just turning our backs and and leaving the kid alone there is no really good substitute to standing there and watching your kid and it's all color-coded so again it's set to amount of time under the water so you can still be sitting there and say listen this alarm's gone off you look up and you're like okay my child is still alive perfect because it really only takes seconds so as much as we make fun and as ridiculous as it does look, it's still probably better than those little orange floaties that we all grew up wearing. <laughs> Yay, orange floaties! So that's that's the first in wearable tech, a tiny little prison collar for floating children. <laughs> but the next one in our wearable tech is, hmm, how best to put it, a utility belt. Yes, yeah, like a bat belt. Now, maybe I just saw it as a utility belt because I did just get back from (laughs) Comic-Con. But this device is a wearable dialysis system. Ooh, very, very nice. Now, for those of you who are unfamiliar with what dialysis is, the short story is that when your kidneys fail and and they no longer work, you can't make urine, and the waste products that you would normally excrete through urine can build up and cause confusion and other health problems. So since kidney transplants are not always a readily available option, very often we have a machine that will do the work of the kidney, and it's a very big machine, and people usually have to have these visits about three times, anywhere from two to four times a week once they are put on dialysis, or nightly if it's a peritoneal dialysis. As you can imagine, constantly having to be hooked up to a machine to filter your blood is really going to limit your mobility, your ability to travel any further than perhaps your immediate town or city. This device was designed for people with kidney failure and is called Mobilisys. It's a flexible belt that features membrane compartments filled with dialysis fluid. So these are parts that would already be on the machine. It also integrates with a catheter that's in the center of the belt, and you wear it almost like the bat suit. It's controlled using your smartphone, and it basically means people can now walk around 
on dialysis. This has been tested in a lab. It's been shown to work, but it is not readily available yet. It just finished its first U.S. clinical trial, and it has moved on into the next phase of testing. But this is something that you could actually see in the next four or five years where having kidney failure no longer becomes a sentence to be homebound. Yeah, and that was the the very scary thing that you know people just hated to live with was that I can't go out of my house, I can't see anybody. On that day when I have dialysis, I'm absolutely stuck at home. Yeah, so this is uh, you know certainly very near and dear to us over here at Travel Medicine because anything that makes it better for people to get out and into the world is something certainly to be applauded. Yay! And now you can all be the dialysis patient your city needs and not just the one, and not just the one they deserve. <laughs> How long were you sitting on that one? Tell me. <laughs> so long. Since I was a child. Uh. Oh. But this latest paper comes from JCI Insight. And it is a wearable artificial kidney for patients with end-stage renal disease. So it's the Journal of Clinical Insight and Medicine in Nephrology. I, I don't really have too much else to add to that particular one. Now, the next one is something, again, we're, we're calling back as we approach the end of our season. We're calling back to all our previous episodes. You know we have a wonderful relationship with the folks over at Space Medicine Associates and they collaborated with us on the radio drama that recently wrapped. Well, we also came across the idea that they are testing what technologies can be used to perform medical procedures in space. And that means how do you do an ultrasound of the heart or surgery or give medicines in zero-gravity situations? So, Santos, what do you know about this? When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. So when you're in a zero gravity situation, there are many things which you simply cannot execute. You can't do decent chest compressions, for instance, um, you because there's no gravity, so you have to brace up against something. Um, you don't have the 
ability for the blood to pool in the right place if the person lies down because the blood won't come back towards the chest and the back. It'll just kind of float everywhere. And diagnostics are hard. Anything from a blood draw and giving medications, it's, it's a tough thing all around. Now, for most CT scans or MRIs, you need some form of contrast. Well, with ultrasound, you don't need anything other than the sound waves produced by the machine itself to image. So it's an imaging modality that is ideally suited for space. It doesn't require anything extra. It's self-contained. It's light. It's compact and requires very little medical training to use. But nobody has known whether this would function correctly in zero gravity. So a team of space medicine specialists, cardiac surgeons, and a few incredibly lucky medical students and residents got to go on a zero-G flight to test the ultrasound under these conditions. Now, that means when they went in these parabolic flights, climbing high, high up, just like a roller coaster, and then shooting down, they only had a matter of seconds on each loop when they were in zero gravity, about 15 to 20 seconds, to get the probe in, down somebody's throat, turned on, and capture images and test to see if they're readable. Yeah. <laughs> this is obviously not how things will go on long-term space flights where we try and colonize, but if you imagine the amount of skill required to capture a black-and-white grainy image of a heart and then make diagnoses from it, well, that's, that's pretty darn impressive. Oh, yeah. That's definitely... That, that's not nothing. So if you ever get a chance to do zero-gravity experiences, try it out, and then think about what it would be like to do your job under those same conditions. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, the good news is from this early, the early findings from this report, the cardiac surgeon who reviewed the images that were taken by these students said that he saw no significant differences between the images taken on the ground and those taken in zero G and he's going to send them to even more doctors for review. So when this study publishes, we are hopeful that it means that the technology works exactly the same in both locations. Awesome. One day in the future, someone's going to need surgery in zero gravity. So we have to figure out how to do it before then. Yay. That makes me so happy. So I, I know we're blazing through, but I, I can't help it if I'm rushing this journal club a little bit. It's it's almost dark, and I've got some ghost Pokemon I want to go out. <laughs> do they do they change catch. to ghost Pokemon after dark? They don't all change, but some Pokemon, like some animals, are nocturnal okay. and are more likely to appear in the after hours. Others are more likely to appear near bodies of water. You really have to start thinking tactically about your environment. And there are other apps that are trying to jump in on this game. Another device called PlantNet uh, lets you just take pictures of existing plants and identify them. It's not nearly as exciting. I can't level up my tree into a... or I can't level up my bush into a tree. <laughs> but it's a nice way to identify the world around me. And Santosh, I believe you mentioned that there are other companies trying to get people to identify real-world animals in their environment. Yeah, there, so uh, it, this came up on the YouTube channel ASAP Science, so that's where you'll want to go and run. And So rather than chasing down Pokemon, which are absolutely delightful in everybody's humble opinion, um, you, what you what people are actually finding is that 
you can actually go to oh i can't i can't remember it's a animal pokemon or something like that but you can actually go and look for animals and then use a hashtag and and you can get a beautiful you know like a an achievement badge for finding oh excuse me for finding like uh I don't know, a mountain lion or a butterfly or a caterpillar. <laughs> if you're out exploring the world and you're finding a mountain lion, you better hope that you're getting a lot more out of it than an achievement. Yeah, that's true. That's very, very true. <laughs> That'll be the least of your problems. You're going to sit there with your phone and be like, I wish I could catch you with one of these pokeballs. <laughs> well, we'll make it a short, a short layover today. We've got other flights to catch. There is, however, one additional bit of medical tech that was submitted to us recently by one of our very frequent contributors and guest of the show, Nurse Melanie, who came across and forwarded a fantastic little bit of technology, the Parkinson's spoon, known as Liftware. Now, Santosh, have you heard about this before? Um, I had not heard of this. Well, I take it back. I had heard of something like this for helping Parkinson's patients before, uh, oh, when was this? Maybe a half a year ago. But it wasn't it, this sophisticated. I'll, I'll put it that way. It wasn't as sophisticated as what we read. Yeah, it's basically an electronic spoon that's stuffed full of smartphone motion centers and accelerometer. So the problem that this electric spoon is trying to solve is very frequently one of the most debilitating daily symptoms of those suffering from Parkinson's disease is a hand tremor. And it is a tremor that is unintentional, meaning when they are not actively, or an intentional tremor, I should say, Mm -hmm. which means when they are actively trying to perform a behavior, the shaking of their hands is worse. Now, For many things, you can imagine this might be certainly an inconvenience or an irritation, but imagine trying to eat when you can't even hold your utensils steady. Right. You know, this is a very real, you become, some people become too embarrassed to go out and it causes them to be, you know, shut-ins. Other people do suffer some degree of malnutrition because they can only really eat things that will stay on. This is a device that has multiple attachments. Think of it as a Swiss Army eating implement where it has attachments for spoon, fork, and knife. And if you are tremor, and if you have tremors, the spoon will sense the tremors and automatically attempt to counterbalance and hold it steady in your hand. So for shaking hands now, Right now, this thing is still in early, early phases. It is commercially available, but it's very expensive and not not easily achievable for the average Parkinson's sufferer. Yeah. Uh, but here's how it works. Inside every liftware spoon, there are motion sensors, just like in your iPhone or digital camera. Each of these sensors measures motion, and it looks to analyze the signal and identify the type of tremor being detected. If it's got the frequency and amplitude that's been programmed in for human tremors, the software or the liftware will tell the spoon to adjust the handle's attachment in the opposite direction of the tremor, putting up a counter wave. And again, this could make a huge impact for most people as soon as it comes down from its $300 asking price. (laughs) 
that's certainly not an asking price that uh, yeah that a lot of people can afford to live with. No, no, that's right now really only for old eccentric monocle top hat wearing <laughs> rich people. No, I say, pass me my spoon. <laughs> spoon, you say? Spoon. Uh, spoon. <laughs> ah, the tick. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Do you see what Comic-Con does to me? Like, I've just got so much nerdiness overflowing, I can barely contain myself right now. Yeah, he's having trouble, people. So that's that actually wraps it up for our, our medical tech stories this week. There were just a lot of really exciting things happening, and then Pokemon Go blew up, and I forgot about most of them, and here's what was left sitting in my research pile. And all of them are things that are now available. We, we have the technology, we've made them, we're seeing them in the world, and it's just a matter of waiting for them to approve and become widely achievable for people. Now, I did want to do Adjust the Tip, and I was looking for something that would fit with medical tech. Now, we did mention Germany once before, a couple weeks ago when we did our, our psych episode, and Santosh, if you recall, it's one of the friendliest countries for dogs. Yes, yes, it's a wonderful okay. little country uh, where they've kind of gone out of their way to make sure that, you know, if you're traveling with your pup, that, you know, you're going to get some help. Right. Their their pounds don't put dogs to sleep. Many, many places in most cities are pet friendly. Well, Germany has just taken another step in improving the lives of its general citizens by introducing something called Godspot. Heck. Hallelujah. <laughs> Yes, this is the spot where you will find God via Wi-Fi. Well, <laughs> if by God you mean our all-controlling, all-powerful Internet, absolutely. So German churches are very imposing, very stark, uh, not Game of Thrones stark, although they can be, <laughs> and you know, very beautiful, but by and large they are also very empty. Right. And the church is trying to draw more and more people back. Now, it's coming up on the 300th anniversary of Martin Luther, not the I Have a Dream gentleman, no. but the original but without, without the king, yeah. Correct. So Martin Luther, who went around and nailed a list of complaints <laughs> and denouncements of corruption against the church. Theses. And that led Josh, to the... Theses. Theses. The theses. Besides, <laughs> I mean, they were complaints. Yeah. They were scientifically backed, but they were complaints. Yes, yes. And he put them up, and all he took all these things that he didn't like, and he codified his better way, and this became the Protestant Church. This was a major schism. But in the interest of bringing people together rather than apart, the Church, in an effort to draw all people back within its doors, regardless of beliefs, has introduced in Germany Godspot, which... Getting to the point, free Wi-Fi <laughs> all over the country, from any church. And if you are traveling anywhere in Germany, this could be an absolute lifesaver. You need to check your email, 
gotten lost on Google Maps, want to order an Uber, you just have to find the nearest church for an internet connection and your prayers will be <laughs> Yeah, and you you do have to go into the church, which is, you know, I, I think that's a decent trade-off that the church would like you to at least come in and, and say hello. And uh, in exchange, hey, you know, you get to update your Facebook status and say, I'm in a church. Right, and, you know, the church themselves are saying this God spot aligns with the church's mission to foster community. Mm-hmm that people are no less spiritual before, but the places of communication have shifted. Right, exactly. So um, I, th- so I think it's really progressive, and it's it's absolutely beautiful. And, you know, I, I, I hope that as Pokemon gets people out of their homes and walking, that the Wi-Fi hotspot in churches will get people who would like to, you know, uh, get in there and don't mind a little bit of spiritual boost. Uh, you know, why not? Now, if you are not sure now, because not every church is participating, it's about 3,000, a little bit over 3,000 across the country. So all of the God spots are indicated by purple banners and posters outside churches. So if you are wandering around, look for it and know that someone out there is looking out for you. Yes. Or maybe they just wanted more places to go catch them all. <laughs> guys, guys, nowhere in this advertisement do they provide charging spots. So you get your Wi-Fi, but you make sure your, your battery is nice and high. Absolutely. <laughs> well, that takes care of our journal club for this week. Brief announcements. As always, we love to hear your comments, concerns, questions. And if you have a Pokemon Go anecdote, has it changed your life for the better? <laughs> Please send send them. I need to get Dr. Santosh and Ward on board with this. <laughs> I may I may end up installing this. Now, Dr. Josh, correct me if I'm wrong. Is it true that people are draining the heck out of their phone batteries? Well, if you walk around leaving it running, yes. But if you just, once you know your neighborhood, if you turn it on in your pokey spots for at least a good 10-15 minutes of gaming and then actually exit out, and that's the hardest part, is walking away, then your battery can last a bit longer. But it does put a drain, so pack a charger with you, have an extra phone, you know, don't get caught without any way to contact people because then you might as well be in what the 1990s. <laughs> don't just don't do that to yourself, people. You owe it to yourself to uh, pay attention to your batteries. So please send us your comments, concerns, and questions. Leave us your ratings and reviews. We're on Facebook. We're on Stitcher. We're on Twitter. We're on Squarespace. Wherever you can find us. Leave your kind words, leave your unkind ones, but let us know how you feel. <laughs> unkind words are, are certainly welcome. It's fine. It's we, we're used to taking abuse by this point. Yeah. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> Our theme music is composed by Rachel Ledger. You can support us morally on Facebook, spiritually on iTunes by leaving reviews, or financially on Patreon which is we offer rewards for every ongoing donation level that you may care to lead. 
And until next time, guys, as always, happy travels. (laughs) Bye, all. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.